I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is our. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it, and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's it's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. You know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll. Welcome to episode 101 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name's Jeff Boone. I'm an A3, blue belt, four stripes. Phil Coors, A2, blue belt, four stripes. Russell Partain, A2, blue belt, no stripes. Yeah, good job, Russell. Welcome, Russell. Who's Russell? An, old, an old friend of JB's. That's right. An old friend of mine. How did we meet, Russell? We met on the New River about... 20 years ago maybe 25 yeah and uh i was really nervous sitting in an eddy getting What's ready an to eddy? go down river an eddy is a uh somewhat calm spot in the river where the, the river is actually flowing upstream rather than down it's usually below a rock or some type of obstruction and uh so anyway i was there by myself getting ready to go down this class four or five river and uh unfortunately jb came into the same eddy and i asked him if he would help me get down the river and uh, i said this is only my fifth or seventh trip i don't remember but he said no come on this is my second and (laughs) (laughs) i'll show you i'll show you the way (laughs) and that's where it started that's where it all began west virginia baby west by god uh yeah yeah we've been we've been property owners together friends all the last 25 years and then how long ago was it that i finally bribed you into getting into jiu-jitsu and what actually tipped the scales for you to get into jiu-jitsu i think it was about three years ago Mm -hmm. and uh you had been on on me about it and i'm like dude i'm way too old for this and uh tell the audience how old you are russell 73. I'm, I'm 10 years older than JB, who's no spring chicken. Mm. And I'm 50. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so I'm not 10 years older yet. I'm, I'll, I'll be 10 years older in July. Yes. But uh, but anyway, he had kind of uh, planted the seed, and then I was listening to a couple of clowns on podcasts. Not these two, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, Joe Rogan and... Uh, well, I, I shouldn't have said that, should I? What? Um, he's definitely listening you can edit yeah yeah but uh but anyway i was listening to a lot of jocko and and joe rogan Mm -hmm. and kind of getting the fever and then i went on a uh a week-long snowboarding trip to jackson hole and uh was in a house with four other guys three of which did jujitsu crazy how i planted those guys in that house (laughs) and so anyway we would start the day with uh, uh, no gi rolling, or they would, and I would just observe and uh, get more and more intrigued. And then by midweek, I was trying to get in there and learn stuff too. And uh, we would go snowboard or ski all day and then come back and have another session before we went to dinner. And so that was that was probably a good four or six sessions for me that week. And then I came home um, to Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, I sold it with 
you know what? My 14 year old is not into baseball or football or anything organized sports mm-hmm. and or music or anything else. So I'll just drag him to the gym, which was not five minutes from the house and uh, get him involved. And then we can learn together. Three classes in a week free What's there to lose. So we went. He totally blew it off. And but I was sold. And so I signed up and uh, started then. Has he picked it up since or no? No, not at all. Kind of like uh, the mountain biking that I turned him on to that now he's no longer interested in and anything else. <laughs> he's 15 now, so. Or I guess he was not, what did I say, 14? He was four, yeah, he was 12 at the time, right? Yeah, it was three years ago, so I guess yeah. he's 12. Yeah. But that was a total fail. But I'm hooked. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, 15-year-olds are just interested in long showers. That's all they're really interested in. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's a hot water tank killer. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that, I, that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked that you did it. And, and also, I think that uh, it's, I think it's cool how you have that balanced approach. You know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but not everyone can be... Uh, like Phil and I and really not have any family obligations. Work doesn't get in the way too much and we can go as many days a week as we want and choose to go seven days a week. Cause as you said, I've completely abandoned mountain biking uh, for jujitsu. And, uh, and so I think it's important to note, like, especially if, if you do have those responsibilities, like you do with three kids, a wife and uh, work, family travel mountain biking are you still are you still lifting any yep yep still and at your house or yeah i uh i work out with uh indian clubs and yeah um maces and then all the traditional weightlifting stuff um at home and then like you said i I do a lot of mountain biking last uh last year covid well i kind of ended up taking off I think a total of nine months with COVID, but I got to mountain bike an awful lot, uh, easy to, uh, socially distance with that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so anyway, the mountain biking kind of got a resurgence and, and that, that's a, that's something else I wanted to talk about with jujitsu is I've been mountain biking. Geez, pretty much the whole since, time. I've yeah. Known since you. we've known each other. Yeah. And, uh, the thing I learned, um, with jujitsu is that, taking classes and learning techniques and focusing on fundamentals and has really taught me how to learn again. And, uh, it occurred to me that after 20 something years of mountain biking, I should be a black belt, maybe a few stripes. And I was somewhere around uh, no stripe blue. And so I, during COVID, I signed up for an online, um, mountain biking tutorial taught by a, trials rider from back when we started mountain biking and uh which one was it ryan leach oh yeah yeah yeah. can i give him a plug yeah of course i mean nobody uh, listens to this show but yeah (laughs) it's uh the ryan leach connection and uh you can find him on facebook and whatnot but he he breaks down all the different techniques from cornering to jumping to track stands any any topic of mountain biking he can teach you and it's in a step-by-step logic which is excellent uh, my cornering is improving 
with every ride. Um, thanks, Ryan. So I want to I want to touch on that because I think that's um, I think that's the kind of the martial artist attitude is you can always learn. Like sometimes we get caught in doing the same things over and over again, and instead of having twenty five years of experience, you have one year of experience twenty five times. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you get, you get that and then you get in this thing. And then if you're not learning in something, like if I'm not learning in something, first off, I'm probably not likely to pursue it that vehemently, but, but taking that approach, man, that's, that's, that's awesome. I think that's, you know, it, it, it does, you know, jujitsu does translate into all other aspects of the life. Right. And just having that learning uh, mindset. It depend on why you do it too. I mean, if, do you competitively mountain bike or do you just like, I do sign up for races, but um, I'm just a participant. I'm never, I'm never mm-hmm. competitive. Even in my age group, I did get on the podium once when it was all the other people in my age group mm-hmm. stayed in bed cause it was 30 degrees. <laughs> so me and the other two got on the podium, but that's uh, my only experience. There. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people like to do things cause it's fun. Yeah. Not necessarily focusing on improving. Yeah. Which is fine too. I mean, it's fine to have fun. It's fine to do it just to stay in shape, right? It's fine mm-hmm. to do it to stay in shape. But, but that that mentality of always learning. If you want to be better, it translates from jujitsu to everything. Yeah, it really does. So, um, so are you going to are you going to do any mountain bike races after this Ryan Leach stuff? Yes, I, I generally do two a year, and uh, one of them is uh, at my local trail. It's a, a trail just north of Atlanta called Blankets Creek, and they have a three and a six hour option, which of course I always three. opt for the six. Oh Jesus! And uh, and the point is to do the race lap as many times as possible within whatever time limit. And if I time it right, like I did last year, it'll be a five hour and two minute race. <laughs> That's a good one. That's good. It, so you got to think about it. It works. So got to think about and it. I just did a couple of test laps, um, last week and, uh, my laps are right at 58 minutes. So I got to slow it down a little bit. <laughs> exactly. If you don't, how many miles, what, hours, how, what's mi- sorry, uh, the mileage is around seven and a half per lap. And last year I got in five and didn't have a chance of getting in six, which I was okay with. Yeah. Um, has jujitsu helped your cardio for biking or the other way around? I would imagine they're complementary to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of similarities in mountain biking to jujitsu, right? You're, you're not going to be expending a lot of energy, whenever you're going downhill, right? You're not going to be expending a lot of energy whenever you're kind of on the medium grade, but on sharp climbs, you know, you're going to have those bursts of interval, right? Where you have to have that energy and then, and then you're going to go back down to, to, you know, regular heart rate, regular heart rate, and then, then go again. So you have that interval training much like you jujitsu. I will agree with the climbing part. Mm Mm-hmm. Going downhill, if you're trying to go downhill fast, mm-hmm. it's, it's like another interval. And then when you get to the 
part where you're not going downhill or climbing, then that's an opportunity to crank it and try to go fast. So it's, it's almost like interval <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, max there's, heart no rate way, the whole time. there's no way you can do max heart rate the whole time. Cause it is more of a marathon than a sprint. Sure. But at the same time, I mean, you're charging the whole time. And I think that makes it very similar to jujitsu because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, somebody's trying to kill you <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're trying to prevent it. No, for sure. Agreed. Let's get back to, um, you know, cause, cause we kind of discussed two days a week. Is there any room for improvement with two days a week or, or are you just spinning your wheels? I like how you call it improvement. Improvement? What? Like improving your schedule. It's just, it's funny wording. No, not improving your schedule. I'm just saying two days a week. You you have an opportunity to improve your jujitsu two days a week. Oh, I thought you were talking, I thought you meant improve the schedule, like add another day. No, in. no, no, no. I'm not no because you know there. I mean that's the re, that's the reality. You and I don't have to worry about is that there's a lot of people who it's a struggle. It's a struggle to make it a to make it a priority to get two days a weekend, and you know. That's hard because you, you see other people coming in to the gym and they're, they're going five and six days a week and, and they're getting better and they might get better than you, pass you. That's why, you know, comparison is a thief of joy. That's a Roosevelt quote, I think. And and that is that that you compare your journey to your journey because it's yours. Yeah. And and that uh, those people who are coming five, six, seven days a week, they might burn out in a year or two and you're still there. And you're still doing it. You're still improving. You're in it for the long haul. And so I think that's important. You know, again, not something that, that Phil or I are afflicted with, but yeah. But I think it's a good point that that yeah, jujitsu is for you, and it, it and you will get better at it. You know, you are getting better at it. I've already seen it whenever we were rolling earlier. And so, um, you know that that's just. I think that anybody out there, they're selling themselves short if they say it's useless just to go two days a week. You know, one, two days a week, I mean, definitely try to get there more than one. Three days might be a sweet spot on some weeks if you can do it. You know, if if it's if the weather's crappy, you can't go mountain biking that day, go to jujitsu. Right. I mean, it's indoor activity. But when your kid has to go to baseball practice and then we have the baseball tournament on Saturday and Sunday. You know, it's yeah, it's a no-brainer. Can't go. Yep. And talking about improvement in that two days a week, you do something that um, I think is really cool. Uh, first, I would say first and foremost, ask your professor first before you do this, which I'm sure you already did. Uh, but you actually film, you video all of the um, of your fundamentals classes. Of all the classes, uh, I do. All the classes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that I'm always welcome, but I go to the advanced classes too, and I video those. And uh, but I have a huge library of probably four or five hundred videos now of techniques that I I still haven't mastered, but at least I I have that to refer to. You know, we have to get to the baseball tournament an hour early, and that gives me some time to at least review some techniques and stuff like that. And it's not um, subject to my memory. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that is said and demonstrated in the uh, instructionals that, you know, I just, 
frankly forget. And mm-hmm. then I'll watch the video and it's like, oh, maybe I should try that. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, that'd be really good for like next day review stuff. Like if you wanted to. Yeah, Phil, but you or I never forget any portions of techniques. Yeah. Blessed. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's also something that via Dropbox or a hard drive or something like that, you can share with, you know, your teammates that want to have access. No, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, just making sure it's okay with your professor first before you, you know, don't just go in there and film classes. You know, outside the windows. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to participate or pay a membership. I'm just going to film you guys every day. Is that cool? No, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a fantastic learning tool. And, uh, and, um, you know, on top of, you know, private classes, I'm not going to say video your privates again, like I did last time. I just did. Um, but, but, uh, you know, private classes, taking video of those and, and, um, and, and just, being able to have that reference material, I think that's that's really cool. Especially if you're having trouble with a technique, like my shrimp escape from Mount really sucks, and so we got video of that, how it sucks, and how to correct it. So it we're slowly correcting it. Yeah, it's easier when it's on video because then you just watch yourself, and there's no like no lying about it. No, like, no, it's it awful. Is. I mean, yeah. it's hard to watch. There it is. It's hard to watch. Mm. What are you doing about that? Yeah. Yeah, look like a fish flopping around over there. <laughs> <laughs> We're tightening it up, though. Yeah. Are you are you trying to add more days to your schedule, or is it just two days a week, you're good with it, and just having fun with it? Well, basically, it's um, at max, it's going to be four days. I'm sorry, three days, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's going to hinge on whether or not we have baseball that weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, that's it's funny because I'll uh, I'll go to class, and you know I've 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 cleared the slate at home so I can go to the class for you know be out of the house for an hour and a half or two, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I'll get there, we'll have the class, it's great, and then everybody else sits down on the mat, and they're talking about the techniques, or they're talking about whatever, and they're reviewing whatever, and and uh, already I'm, I feel like I'm under the gun to get home, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, that was my allotted time, and, uh, you know, because I got three kids at home and stuff to do, and, uh, and I feel like that is probably something else I'm missing out on, is the, you know, the extra pearls that get shared then you know when somebody gets um, submitted somehow or can't get out of uh, whatever mount and they're asking one of the brown belts or black belts how to do it and then that's something else I could be learning but uh, time's over got to go home and then uh, and that's it so I'm looking forward to baseball being finished <laughs> is, is it ever finished <laughs> don't well, they do it year round now yeah I mean there's uh, the the tournaments will be finished in July uh, baseball will probably take a um, month off and then they'll be back to practicing. But, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be hypocritical for me to uh, discourage him from trying to learn baseball. Mm-hmm. So I like how you all you're pushing for more all the time, Phil. That's good. No, I'm just asking. That's good. No, you were pushing. <laughs> no, stop pushing. It's, it's fine. Just exploring, exploring but, the schedules. But, but Russell, you're right. Those pearls. There's a lot of those pearls where it's just been me, Phil, and Legs, or me, Phil, and John, and Landon, and Joey on the mat. 
afterwards, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. where everybody else is done. We've got questions and, you and know. Mark, shout out Mark and Mark. You keep leaving Mark out. He notices. <laughs> sorry, Mark. Just, just be Very aware. Sorry. He notices. <laughs> and Mark Yeldon, shout out to Mark Yeldon, purple belt, a three. Um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so that, you know, that, that is, that is a very good point. You know, that, so if you're, if you're new, if whatever, I always encourage everyone, if they're new, stay and clean the mats, man, you're going to learn something, you know, and don't just clean the mats. People are on the mats. Just sit there and pay attention to them, mill around and look and then join in whenever, you know, that's what I did. You make it sound so creepy. Just always lurking on the outside. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Don't put your fingers in your mouth though. Whenever you're doing that. Okay. (laughs) That's weird. I don't know. I, there's times I think that I, if I had less restricted time, I'd probably be more productive with it because I feel like I have a lot of time to train. So like I waste a lot of time just like playing with other stuff where I feel like I could be more efficient. Like I would focus more on drilling. Like if I only had X amount of time, I wouldn't, I wouldn't roll as much. I would try to drill more. I think about that sometimes. You are such a liar. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. You're such a liar. I think about that. What's wasted time? I didn't say wasted time. You did. Did I say wasted time? Yeah, you can, we can play back the tape if you want. <laughs> if I wanted to be more efficient because I didn't have as much time, I would drill more. But I have a lot of time. You are so full of shit. Why? You are so full of shit. I don't, I don't, I, I can't even elaborate. make an argument because it, like you, your statement's just asinine. I can't even make an argument. <laughs> All right. I like believe there's no I think way I've you said this different. I think I've said this to you before. And then it's an it's a lie that you perpetuate. Yeah. <laughs> it, just because you perpetuate a lie doesn't mean it becomes the truth. Mm, okay. Okay. So I haven't said like I could drill more and I should drill more and then I start to drill more for like 3 days and then I stop. Oh yeah, you've done that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. If I had more restricted time, like I like my I feel a big You do it for two days and then you abandon it. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what you would do. Precisely. That's why it's perpetuating a lie. But I don't have the time restriction. But I'm just saying. We'll just agree to disagree on this and I'm just saying if I had an hour and a half so what is your hour and a half? Is that a class and then it's over? Or is it a class and an open mat? Is it a class and then sparring? What is it, like, what's your hour? It's usually, it's usually um, a half hour, which is, includes the warm-up and the instructional, and then uh, a half hour of rolling. Mm-hmm. And, then, and that basically cooks an hour and a half of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in that situation, is it always open rolling, like just whatever? Um, not always. We do some, uh, positional. He calls it something else. Positional training. Specific training. Specific training. That's it. Where he'll start us in, uh, side control and you have to maintain your side control or, uh, improve your position or you have to start on top and, um, get a submission. Mm Mm-hmm. Pass sweep, sweep, submit, improve yeah, your yeah. position, submit, right, sweep. And, and then you, you stay on the mat for five opponents if you continue to win, and mm-hmm. then you rotate out 
and then uh, and then after 15 minutes, then they reverse it, and you, if you win, you stay on top, kind of thing. Gotcha. And uh, and then the rest of the time, when we're not doing the specific training, we're starting standing, and uh, that's something that he instituted after COVID. Mm-hmm. When they came back, everything starts standing, and you have to work on takedowns. Why? So that you can learn takedowns. Was it related to COVID? Um, it's just funny that. Well, you no, 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 no. It wasn't related to COVID. It was just something that he instituted once they came back. That he, you know, we used to start on the mat, and now we start standing, mm-hmm. and it uh, it's really emphasized how poor I am at takedowns. <laughs> Yeah, they suck. In general, not yours. Well, no, <laughs> no, you know, it's specifically <laughs> mine. Specifically mine. I'm. Uh, anyway, it's uh, it's a different way. Yeah, they're not fun. Yeah, it's a different way to to start a roll. It's you know what? If you have enough room, you should always start standing. Mm-hmm. You know. I just sit now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you start standing. That's yeah. That's the yeah. important thing. That is true. <laughs> I'm getting better at scooting towards people. <laughs> it's a skill. Uh, all right, we we skipped the score, Gordon Ryan update, so we're going to come back to that now. Okay. Beginning of the show. Uh, Gordon Ryan update. He was on uh, Who's Number One, and he made his commentating debut. Very nicely done. Mm-hmm. And who was it? Um, Craig Jones, Nikki Ryan, was there anybody else from DDS and the who's number one? Um, there's like no one else relevant, so I, I wouldn't know. I don't know. I don't know anybody else left okay. on that team. Yeah. So Craig Jones beat Luis Panza. I think was it a minute or less? Less. It was less than a minute, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh inside heel hook. Outside heel hook? Don't know. I think it was inside heel hook. Uh, Mikey Musumechi, Mechi, Nogi, Mausoleum. yeah, Mausoleum, uh, is Nogi debut uh, three times. To- well, in what was it, two years? Was it on nah, WNO? Like he had one like a month ago. Was it on who's number one a month mm-hmm. ago? Oh, oh, why did I think that was before that? It was a long time. Okay, gotcha. Uh, but three-time, what is he, three-time world champ. He's 24 years old, for God's sakes, and he's incredible. Mm-hmm. Three-time world champ. Uh, unbelievable. He's got a BJJ Fanatics um, Baron Bolo DVD that I've mastered. Um, and, just kidding. I don't do Baron Bolos. Uh, but but uh, he's really good at that. And he's he's totally gone away from the gi because, he, he, because in 10 years, the gi is no longer going to be around. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but... But he was, you know, three world titles. You can see why, you know, his enthusiasm might wane. So he decided to challenge himself and become uh, ADCC champ. Um, And who's number one? Well, he just switched and he said he was training in the gi like up until the last one. Up until the last match. He didn't train no gi for the first who's number one. He just showed up. Right. I, I do remember him saying that. I, yeah. Okay, so why did I think this was his first one? Okay, so he he I think he's been tra- training Nogi twelve now. hours a day since his last match. 
Are you serious? That's what he said in the interview thing. I totally him. believe it. He's OCD, man. He, he, he said he's, he's since then he's looking at it and he feels like in the future he needs to focus on Nogi. He's been training 12 hours a day every day. Hasn't taken a day off since the last time. <laughs> oh my God. He's a freak, man. So I would do more drilling is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he beat that guy. Dude, who, he's 135 pounds. I know. And he, I didn't realize, like, so I understood he was near my size because I think we're close to the same height. But he's 135. Yeah. And How much do you like? Like 155. What are you? Dairy Queen. 155. Yeah. And he beat that Muhammad Ali or whatever, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super heavy. Like, yeah, 240. Muhammad Ali's 240. I didn't realize the weight. Like, you can see it's a very large size difference Dude, for he, high he level beat people. this guy was like 340 pounds i saw that i actually watched yeah it, it was an awful match don't terrible. watch that yeah don't no, don't, don't, don't waste your time but yeah i mean he's with the gi stuff he's i mean and i guess he's just gonna go right into the legs and drill leg stuff 12 hours a day dude he and he that was like a minute 20 i think his match was like yeah, a it was minute, really fast also minute 20 but he and he entered in twice with that whatever that K guard, they're calling or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever that is. I he think he's did that twice. I think he's been secretly training with uh, Donner too. No, he gave a shout out to his coach. He was he it, named it, somebody in his introduction. It said from the garage, his garage, whatever the name of his garage is, where they're training. Las Vegas, huh? He trains in Las Vegas in his garage. That's where he trains. That's okay. what it said. Okay. Well, I mean, I think his dad is his coach, but I would assume that is cool. Yeah, his dad. Oh, I didn't realize that. Is his dad not the other Mikey? Uh, Pretty sure his dad is his coach, and his sister. I feel like, like a you're world making champion. this up because I haven't heard it. Isn't his sister a world champion too? Yes, his sister is a world champion. So they train would, together. It would make sense that his dad was probably really good, also. I mean, it would make sense, but right. I just don't. So I haven't. I don't heard feel it. like I'm making it up. He had a match against somebody I feel else like famous. You're it up. Look at him. Look him up. He, you'll find other matches because you'll see matches against uh, other people. All right, you might not be making it up. No, I'm not. Okay. Because I watched it, and the match was way too old, especially if he's only 24. How old? What? How old was it? I don't know. The cameras were shitty. And 20 when. I wonder how old he was. We're going to have to do some research on Mikey because he's going to be a, a terror on the Nogi scene now. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does, if they, if he does ADCC, if he, I, that he competes in the absolute division and that he does really well. I would not be surprised. It's a real hot take. Real hot I feel take. like it's a hot take. It's not. He's one of the best He's in the world right now. He's 135 pounds. He already did it in the gi. Like he already Give has, me a little bit of a hot take. It's warm not a hot take. take. He's like already. Is it a warm take? He's, no. No, he's Luke really He's really good. Is it a lukewarm take? His knees and his elbows, I think, are just one. Like I if agree. you watched him last night, totally guy, like, rolls him side to side, like nothing moves. It's just like a. <laughs> he's so good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, it, it, him competing more in no gi because he was always, even in gi, he was always uh, he was always a great submission, like submitting his way through and to the finals and stuff. So is that true? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think he submitted everyone except the finals match. Um, 
last, I have no idea. Last year. I just, I, I just immediately doubt that. I, I'll look it up. Okay. I'll look it up. Yeah, because I'm because I I feel like I hear of of him as like a guard player, and I don't hear of him as like finishing people with some. He guards Baron Bolos, takes her back, and chokes him. Okay, that's what he does. Yep, makes sense. Yeah, I've seen his. He's got a lot of Baron. He's got like a seven part. Yeah, not even part. It's like seven sections of Baron Bolos. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, it is. Okay, so Dan Herdeswad sweeps that one. John uh, Donahue was recently on Lex Friedman, and this at next episode of Joe Rogan, he's on as well. Yeah, looking forward to that. I've just started that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's. I'm only a couple minutes in, but yeah, me too. I like that he's like loosened up because the first time he was on, he seemed like a fucking robot. He is a robot. He, no, but he was like really weird the first time he, he was on. Might be nervous, man. That's he's in front of twelve million people on that. That's why I'm nervous. You no, look, there's like 12. You look nervous. There's like yeah. 12 people. Hey, there's a lot of people listening. <laughs> All right. So let's get to some other topics that, that we didn't get to in episode 100. And uh, folks, I know it's confusing because you, everyone was looking at episode 100, but it actually says 101. Mm-hmm. I've heard on, that multiple times. Oh yeah, yeah, on our thing. So it is actually, we did a test episode and you cannot delete that test episode. It will always and forever be there, but it was never, pub- wasn't published, right? No, I don't think so. No. So, so yeah, that's, that's why it's, we're one off on the uh, ticker. So anyway, so Phil, I already know the answer to this because you are a no-gi specialist. Um, would you rather be a specialist versus jack of all trades in jujitsu? Yeah. Yes, what? Well, jack of all trades isn't good at anything. No? No. So what would be your specialty? Don't know yet. You've got to have something if you're going to be a specialist. Agreed. So- I don't know what that would be yet. Like, I'm not good at anything yet. All right. Fair enough, Russell. I would like to be a specialist, but first, I think I need to be a fundamentalist. Oh yes, like an extremist. Triple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gonna get out in front of abortion clinics and stuff? Is that what you're gonna do? <laughs> yeah. That's weird, Russell. No, they can just post my face out there, and that'll be good. <laughs> but uh, uh, I liked Dean. Lister's answer to this to the different question it is yeah so you change the question it yeah. is a little bit yeah but he's not a leg lock specialist he's a leg lock expert mm-hmm. he knows all the other stuff mm-hmm. and he's good at all the other stuff that's the difference to me jack of all trades doesn't sound like you're good at anything it sounds like you can do it good point you're proficient would it be proficient at most things or not? Do you call someone who's good at something a jack of all trades, or do you say like this is the guy that does this? Right, but I feel like you could have you could have um, pigeonholed uh, Gordon Ryan, Craig Jones, uh, Lachlan Giles. You could have pigeonholed them into. They're just leg lock experts, right? And they are leg lock experts, mm-hmm. but 
they can also pass guard, take your back, choke the shit out of you. They're really good at everything, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I don't know. I hesitate on that because what do you, I, mean you hesitate on that. Well, I think that means they are jack of all trades. Okay. You know? Yeah. With a specialty trade of everything. I think leg locks were the easiest way to win for a while and now they're not. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah, because it was a mystery. No, people weren't studying it. There weren't, weren't tutorials. I mean, if people just go and do their instructionals, they're, they're going to be and train them like that. They're going to be as good mm -hmm. at those things. Yeah. But they're not going to be as experienced, so they're not going to be as good. Right. Yeah. What is your answer? I, I don't, don't lie to people. I mean, I don't think I'm good enough to be a specialist or a jack of all trades. You get bored in three seconds. So if you say anything but jack of all trades, I, I, you're lying. You don't like to do the same thing more than twice. You're right. So. You're right. Yeah. I'm just trying to broaden my <laughs> jujitsu horizon. That's all, Phil. Yeah. That's all. Okay. Phil, do you seek people your same size to train with? Yes. Russell? No. No? No. I mean, it's really not our choice who we roll with. So, I mean. Oh, your professor, he pairs you up. That's right. Usually. You did that whenever I was there. Usually. But Forgot even, about that. That's cool. I like that. But even uh, when he's like, all right, just roll with whoever you train with. And then after that role, then you find a new partner. You know, there's not many that are my size. They're usually bigger. Right. Yeah. That's why I seek them out. But I can't. I mean, it's, you know, there might be one or two other people, but then by God, they're brown belts and they still kill me. Yeah. It still or, seems like the or best. White belts option. have just started and they still kill me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it goes. Yeah, no, I, I, um, there's a lot of people my size, so I, I don't really ever think of that. Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah. Most people are a little bit bigger that, yeah. that do it. Yeah. But I try to grab, if there's people that are, you know, under the 170 or whatever, mm. if I can, I try to make a friend. Yeah. And cultivate that training partner. And yeah. Absolutely. hundred percent. They I do different stuff. Yeah. And, and like there's different challenges with somebody my size. And then when I compete, it's a little bit different. Like I like to try to pass guard and I find that the, the smaller people's like knee to elbow area is so much smaller. So I guess it's harder to get to that spot. It feels like if I can get there, the pinning down part seems easier, but it's harder to get past the guard. Whereas like a bigger person, I feel like I might get past faster, but harder to pin down. So it's like different challenges yeah. with different size people. And it seems like the majority are bigger. So if there is, a, is someone around my size, it's, it's fun. Um, all right. So, so tell me this, and I know you know the answer because we roll all the time and I'm a lot bigger than you. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you're a meathead. Huh? 
I'm what? You're just meathead. You know, you just go <laughs> yeah. and just exactly. straight up grunting every technique. And- what makes it a good role with someone who's bigger than you? Like what, what, like, um, where you've got the most out of those roles? Because, you know, that's, that's definitely a consideration. If you're a bigger guy, you gotta, you gotta know how to give and get and, and do that stuff. What, what makes it a good role with someone who's larger or, or like what's some of the things that I do that are like, you're like that, you shouldn't do that or, um, or that maybe positives whenever we roll together. Well, we're always working on different things. So we review a lot and then we just kind of work positionally quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's always beneficial because uh-huh. I, like I said, I've been, I, I would be trying to drill more. So we, we technically drill, you know, that's what I've been trying to explain to you is that when we're rolling in those positions, it's basically drilling. I said this last week and he disagreed with me. So that's why he's trolling me. Uh, Russell. Um, okay. I agree with that. Yeah, it's it's not. It would be fun, and it would more or less be a waste of time if you were, um, mostly focused on just you winning as efficiently as possible, because it would just end with a lot of Kamoras. For sure, you know. And so, like that would that would. I mean, that's your decision, basically. Um, and you can do that if you want, but you don't feel like you're going to get as much out of that. I don't, um, I don't get any, I mean, yeah, there's certain times whenever I want to work on something like it, like if it's before a competition, I'm going to give less if, if there's something, but that's just so infrequent, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I'd rather, I'd rather work bad position because you're good positionally with, um, staying tight and controlling a position. You know, I'd rather work bad positions with you. Um, to try to figure it out because we do, you know, you always give me the feedback of, yeah, yeah. Whenever you did this, this happened, you know? And, and so that's, that's good feedback and it helps both of us, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in that situation. And, you know, it's also like, um, cause you would never get past my guard otherwise, but it's also, it's also good to practice that late recovery. He would fills past my guard many times. So that, that was a joke, but, uh, but that late recovery and, and stuff like that, it's beneficial to me if I can work it and it doesn't always work out. You know, it, it you know, you don't know, you don't know it's too late until it's too late and you can't recover, you know? So mm-hmm. that's one, that's one of the ways that, that whenever I'm born with somebody that's much lighter than me, I'd, I'd rather do that because it's such a benefit because your passing is quicker, right? So it's helping my guard retention, you, you know, thing, things, um, a, a triangle, a choke, you've got a smaller neck. It's harder to choke you, you know, it's, it's harder to choke a smaller neck than it is a bigger neck. Mm-hmm. And so to really tighten up those techniques, really focus on things like that, um, I, I think that it's, I think that it's imperative to, to have that approach. And and again, like Rafael Lovato senior said, rolling 50% for you and 50% for your partner. I think that's a, a smart approach. Anything else, Russell, do you have? No, I don't think so. No. That just comes back to the not caring about who's winning. 
when we're training. You know? Yeah. Because I would get old. Yeah, but we all, at one point, we all cared. I I can tell you whenever I stopped caring, I was like, I was like a three-stripe white belt. And I stopped caring about that. Mm-hmm. You know? And there will always be people, you know, you you always have a measuring stick. But that doesn't mean you, you know, you, with that measuring stick, you're also going to put yourself in bad what do you positions. you mean you stop caring? Winning. Mm-hmm. I stopped caring about winning. Okay. Like, and saw it more as training partner, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That is something I appreciate when I'm uh, rolling against somebody that's obviously more skilled. And uh, after two or three taps, they get bored and they let me start working on whatever escape or technique. Yeah, that's important. That's a good training. That's a good training partner. Because look, it's no fun for them either if they're, you know, they they, they got to do something differently to challenge themselves or to challenge you. Yeah. What else you got? I feel like you're thinking. I never think. All right. <laughs> <laughs> What is it? Motion? That's clear mind. Mm, Russell's super got clear. Very clear. Yeah. It's yeah. a vacuum. <laughs> uh, Russell, you have anything, uh, anything going on or anything you want to plug other than Ryan Leach's uh, instructional on mountain biking? I think that's a fantastic plug. Um, gosh, I guess not. No, buy crypto. You want everybody to buy crypto yeah. out there? Yeah. Drop that price Just up, the ones man. that you have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good that's good phil anything from you um nah nah next see you next time yeah tell tell the folks how uh, they can support support us if they wish to do so share the podcast russell bought a uh medium bought shirt today that's, that's right medium see, uh, rash we have the right size people buying buying uh right. you know you 155ers to 165ers yeah, it's bam perfect. it's right perfect. in your wheelhouse perfect fit <laughs> it is a comfortable rash guard, isn't it? It is. Um, and uh, did you say share? Mm-hmm. Share the podcast. Subscribe. That's what I always say. Yeah, that's what I That's the best way to support. Subscribe? What? They did something different with the subscriptions now from... Dude, I don't know. I don't, I don't subscribe to anything because it just downloads shit to my phone all the time. I and I don't like it. Uh, I'll download what I want to. Like, I want to be able to I, find listen, it easily. man, I'm not trying to, yeah, I'm I don't not like, trying to download I don't, stuff on your phone, all right? I don't like when they just start, like, slamming it all on there. It's like, I didn't, <laughs> it, it, I didn't sign like up for this relationship. It's like whenever it comes up after you had it asleep and it, everything's coming yeah, down. Yeah, like 100? Like, yeah. yeah. You're like, son of a... I've, like, subscribed to a podcast because I'd be like, oh, this would be interesting to look into later. And then I have to, like, manually swipe on, like, 50 because they do seven a day. Yeah. And I'm like, this is... Like, and now I'm unsubscribed and I'm never going to listen. <laughs> I'm glad you could vent about I'm not, that. I'm not so, into the I'm not into long-term do. commitments with subscriptions <laughs> on podcasts. I know you are. Yeah. I know you're not. All right. Very good. Well, folks, if you're not out there doing something to make yourself better each and every day, get out there and do it. Phil, Russell, myself, we all choose jiu-jitsu. We hope you do too. I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. 
So let's get it. Uh, Slap it up, bump it, and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it goes. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll.